Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 168. Welcome to episode 168 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. And this week of the show, we're going to be talking about how to perfect your Spanish listening comprehension. Now, in our last episode, I did go through some details of some of the steps you should follow to really begin to improve your listening comprehension. And this really is such an important skill because you absolutely cannot reach fluency in Spanish if you do not understand the words people are saying. Now, I know that sounds pretty obvious, but there are quite a lot of you out there who may have been learning Spanish off and on for a while, and maybe you've just been focusing on consuming content, taking courses, but you actually haven't gotten out into the real world to have conversations in Spanish. And one of the main reasons why people are afraid to start conversations, which really is what fluency is, right? Let's be honest, most of us wanna have conversations in Spanish with real people who speak the language as their native language, not necessarily just to be able to read books and newspapers, right? So conversations are a goal. But a lot of times people don't wanna start a conversation or get afraid when someone starts speaking to them because they're afraid that they won't understand what they're saying. So raise your hand if that's you. Well, not if you're listening to this while you're driving, don't raise your hand. But <laughs> this is very common actually because a lot of the times when we are listening to courses uh, that may have content for Spanish learners, 
we often find it very, very different from when we encounter Spanish in the real world when spoken by native Spanish speakers. So this is something that is really important to focus on if you want to reach fluency in Spanish. So every now and then we like to dedicate some time to give you some specific steps that you can take to improve your Spanish listening comprehension. Now in the last episode, I went through some steps on that. So make sure you go back and listen to episode 167 if you haven't already. Uh, But in this episode, we're actually going to go through an exercise. So this is going to be a real time exercise for you to practice your listening comprehension right now. And we're going to do that with a different type of content than you may be used to. So I love all types of content in Spanish. I love listening to podcasts, um, not podcasts for Spanish learners, but actually podcasts that are in Spanish intended for a Spanish speaking audience, because then I get a more authentic use of the language versus something that's made for language learners. I also like watching YouTube videos that are about different topics. Um, Of course, there's the occasional telenovela that I might uh, get into and want to binge watch. So there's so much content available in Spanish. Of course, you know, on Spanish con salsa here, my number one go-to content for listening comprehension is music. However, I also believe in the power of authentic conversations. And one way that you can actually begin to use conversations to improve your listening comprehension is by listening to interviews. Now, there are some podcasts that are in interview format. There actually are some also some episodes of this podcast where we have interviews that are exclusively in Spanish. And actually, if you go to the show notes page for this episode, learn Spanish con salsa.com slash 168 for episode 168. We'll actually link to you a listing of all of the episodes that we have that also have uh, content that's all in Spanish that you can use to improve your listening comprehension. All right. And if you are a supporter of the show, you can also get access to transcripts for all of those episodes that you can follow along and use those to begin to improve your listening comprehension. As I've mentioned previously, having an accurate transcript is absolutely crucial to being able to improve your listening comprehension because you want to use authentic audio content that you can repeat over and over again, and you want to make sure you know exactly what's being said. Often, the only way to do that is if you have an accurate transcript. Uh, And just a note, because this actually did come up uh, during the challenge that we just had, Uh, where someone asked, they said, oh, well, you know, I watch videos on YouTube and sometimes I just turn on the closed captions. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Now, if the transcript was actually put into YouTube by the creator, then that's reliable. However, if it's an auto-generated transcript, chances are you do not have access to a completely accurate transcript. You know, even in English, sometimes those auto-generated transcripts are not correct. And especially depending upon the content that you're listening to, if it has more regional language in it that might not be quote unquote standard Spanish, then the transcript might be really wrong. So you want to be careful to rely on auto-generated transcripts, especially if you're not super familiar with the content. So again, when you sign up for to be a show supporter, you actually will get transcripts from the episodes we have that have conversations in Spanish. But in this episode, I'm going to actually play a clip of an interview with Celia Cruz so that you can listen to it and begin to, one, get a sense for how she sounds in a normal conversation and begin to use this to improve your listening skills. So this is an episode you want to bookmark, you want to come back to this and use it to practice uh, your listening comprehension and really perfecting that skill. 
So I'm going to walk you through this. We're going to do this in a few steps. Now, the first step, I'm going to play just a clip of this interview. It's only about three minutes long, so it's not super long. So it's about the same length as a song. And it is important when you're focusing on listening comprehension that you want to use uh, short content. Because if you're trying to listen to something that's 30 or 40 minutes, maybe an hour long, if you can't follow the conversation, then you will get lost and you'll start to tune it out and it's not very effective. So this is a three minute clip from a longer interview with Celia Cruz, and I'm going to play it a few times. Now, the first time I play this, I want you to simply listen for comprehension. Just see if you can figure out what the topic of the conversation is uh, and what she's talking about, just a general idea of the main idea of the conversation. So uh, first we're going to do that. Then I'm going to play it for you again, but I'm going to slow it down just a little bit uh, because Celia Cruz is from Cuba and she does speak a little fast, right? So I'm going to slow it down for you. So you're going to get two chances to listen to it. And then after that, I will instruct you from there. Okay, so I hope you're ready. All you have to do is pay close attention, try to get a sense for what she's talking about in this conversation. So let's listen to Celia Cruz. ¿De dónde, sale, ¿De dónde sale ese grito, esa palabra azúcar? De azúcar, bueno, mira, yo estaba en Miami, en un restaurante cubano, por supuesto, comiendo. Uh -huh. Cuando termino de comer, el camarero me pregunta, ¿si quiero café? Pues claro que todos los negros tomamos café. <risa> me dice, ¿cómo lo quieres? ¿Con azúcar o sin azúcar? Y yo le digo, chico, mira, tú eres cubano, tú sabes bien lo fuerte que es el café de nosotros. ¿Cómo me vas a preguntar que si con azúcar o sin azúcar? ¡Con azúcar, chicos! ¡Con azúcar! ¿Sí lo digo? Bueno, eh, esa noche yo estaba trabajando en Montmartre, un cabaret de Miami que ya no existe. Y cuando yo tengo que hacer un espectáculo yo solita, que es hora, hora y media, a cierto tiempo yo paro... Paro y empiezo a hablar con el público para que la orquesta, eh, como mis números son bastante fuertes, sobre todo los trompetas, eh, su labio lo descanse. E hice el cuento, ese fue el cuento del día. Y la gente hace esa misma recita a ustedes medio tonta porque no tienen el cuento. <risa> Les digo el cuento del azúcar y todos los días, se le acruz el cuento del azúcar, se le acruz, hasta que un día ya me cansé. Dije, hoy no hago más cuentos. Los camerinos quedaban arriba. Y entonces ya cuando me anuncian, bajo las escaleras diciendo, ¡Azúcar! No te lo voy a tener gente. ¡Ah! Empezaron a hablar. Gracias. Mira, la gente empezó a aplaudir. Así como ustedes. Y hasta hoy, esto fue, yo te diría, que finales del 60 o principios del 70, qué sé yo. 64. ¿Cuándo, Pedro? 64. Mira, 64. Pedro tiene... Pedro tiene... Cacumen. Entonces... Tiene que, tiene que pasarle a nenita. <risa> Tengo que pasarle a nenita. A ver, te nenita que... Oíste. Bueno, el asunto es que ya no he podido sacar, yo diría de mi repertorio, esa palabra, no, azúcar. 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 Ay, ah, la gente me dice que la reconozca, ¿no? porque ya todo el mundo dice azúcar. Pero, ah, que voy a reconocer yo, que es bueno que la gente diga azúcar. Y ya ese es como mi grito de batalla. De batalla. La verdad. So that was it. That was about a two minute clip from an interview with Celia Cruz. And you may have also heard there was another person there. So she was being interviewed by the host and her husband, Pedro Knight, was also there. So he kind of spoke up in the middle. So I hope you're able to catch that. 
So I know that may have been a little fast. I want you to think about what was the main idea of the story she told in that answer. And also what question was she asked? Now, if you weren't able to catch that, not to worry. I'm going to play it again. It's going to be a little slower this time. And if you missed anything, I want you to take note of some of the specific words and phrases that you may have heard, but you don't understand. So maybe it's a word you go, oh, I heard this word um, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Now, if you're in a position to write, I, I encourage you to take some notes and just try to note down a few of the words that you may have missed the first time through. And it'll be a little slower this time, so hopefully you can catch a little bit more. So after I play it this time, I'm actually going to come back and I will translate it for you and I'll tell you what the main idea is, what she's talking about, and I'll give you a translation. So listen to it one more time, a little bit slower. ¿De dónde sale, de dónde sale ese grito, esa palabra azúcar? De azúcar, bueno, mira, yo estaba en Miami, en un restaurante cubano, por supuesto, comiendo. Uh -huh. Cuando termino de comer, el camarero me pregunta si quiero café. Pues claro que todos los negros tomamos café. Me dice, ¿cómo lo quieres? ¿Con azúcar o sin azúcar? Y le digo, chico, mira, tú eres cubano. Tú sabes bien lo fuerte que es el café de nosotros. ¿Cómo me va a preguntar que sí, con azúcar o sin azúcar? ¡Con azúcar, chico! ¡Con azúcar! ¿Sí le digo? Bueno, eh, esa noche... Yo estaba trabajando en Montmartre, un cabaret de Miami que ya no existe. Y cuando yo tengo que hacer un espectáculo yo solita, que es hora, hora y media, a cierto tiempo, yo paro, paro y empiezo a hablar con el público para que la orquesta... Eh, como mis números son bastante mm. fuertes, sobre todo los trompetas, eh, su labio lo descanse. E hice el cuento, ese fue el cuento del día. Y la gente hace esa misma recita a ustedes medio tonta porque no tienen nada el cuento. Le digo el cuento del azúcar y todos los días se le acruda el cuento del azúcar. Se le acruda hasta que un día ya me cansé. Dije, hoy no hago más cuento. Los camerinos quedaban arriba y entonces ya cuando me anuncian bajo la escalera diciendo ¡Azúcar! finales del 60 o principio del 70, qué sé yo. 64. ¿Cuándo, pues? 64. Mira, 64. Pero tiene... Pero tiene... Acumen. Entonces... Tiene, tiene que pasarle a nenita. Tengo que pasarle a nenita. A ver, a ver, Bueno, el asunto es que ya no he podido sacar, yo diría, de mi repertorio 
esa palabra, azúcar. Ay, la gente me dice que la reconozca, ¿no? porque ya todo el mundo es azúcar. Pero te voy a reconocer yo que es bueno que la gente diga azúcar y ya eso es como mi grito de batalla. De batalla. So hopefully that was a little bit easier to understand the second time around, and I slowed it down by about 33%, so hopefully that made it a little bit easier to understand. I know sometimes the sound can be a little distorted when you slow it down, uh, but I thought it'd be helpful because Celia talks kind of fast. So what was she talking about? What was this particular clip all about? Well, she's telling the story of how it came to be that she's known for saying azúcar, which means sugar. So she's telling the story about that. So that's basically the main idea. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to go through to give you a little bit of the meaning of, of what she said. Now, I'm going to just give you a heads up. This is a longer conversation. So if you want to see the full interview, go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash 168 for episode 168 of the podcast. And you'll be able to access, uh, you actually be able to view the, the video of this interview and you'll be able to access the transcript uh, for this conversation, which is really important when you're working on your listening comprehension. So I hope you noted down some of the words that maybe were unfamiliar to you. And hopefully as I go through some of the meaning of this, you'll be able to pick up on those words. So briefly, I'll just go through. Uh, it starts off with the interviewer asking her, Celia, ¿de dónde sale ese grito? Esa palabra azúcar. So he's saying, Celia, where does it come from? Where does this this scream when you say the word azúcar, where does that come from? So she starts to kind of explain, la palabra azúcar, the word azúcar, or sugar. Bueno, mira, yo estaba en Miami en un restaurante cubano, por supuesto comiendo. So, well, look, I was in a restaurant in Miami, a Cuban restaurant, of course, I, I was eating. Cuando termino de comer, el camarero me pregunta si quiero café. So when I finish eating, the waiter asks me, do I want coffee? Pues claro que todos los negros tomamos café. <laughs> so she said, well, of course, all black people drink coffee. <laughs> me dice, ¿cómo lo quieres? ¿Con azúcar o sin azúcar? So he asked me, how do you like it? With sugar or without sugar? Y yo le digo, chico, mira, tú eres cubano. Tú sabes bien lo fuerte que es el café de nosotros. So she says, and I said to him, Chico, which is like, you know, she's talking to the waiter, Chico, which literally means boy. <laughs> so she's referring to him, look, young man, you're Cuban, and you know very well how strong our coffee is. So then she goes on to say, ¿Cómo me va a preguntar que si con azúcar o sin azúcar? So how are you going to ask me with or without sugar? Con azúcar, chico. So she says, with sugar, boy. <laughs> Con azúcar, así le dije. So she says, I, I said it to him like that. Bueno, esa noche yo estaba trabajando en Momatre, un cabre de Miami que ya no existe. So she says, well, that night I was working in Momatre, which is a cabaret, so like a place to perform in Miami that doesn't exist anymore. Y cuando tengo que hacer un espectáculo yo solita, que es hora, hora y media. So she's saying, so when I have to do a show by myself, that's like an hour or an hour and a half, a cierto tiempo yo paro. So at a certain time, I stop. 
paro y empiezo a hablar con el público para que la orquesta, como mis números son bastante fuertes, sobre todo los trompetas, sus labios lo descansen. Okay, so here she's saying, at a certain time she stops and she starts to talk to the audience so that the orchestra can rest their lips a little bit. Because you can imagine that she's talking about the trumpet players, las trompetas, uh, that... You know, when they're playing, obviously their lips get tired. So she she does this thing where she pauses and she talks to the audience to give the orchestra some time to rest their lips. All right. So she says, E hice el cuento. Okay. E hice el cuento. Now this is uh, important. So she's saying, and I tell the story. So she's telling the story about uh, what happened in the restaurant. Now, this is important. I want to point this out because this is a bit of uh, an exception to a rule. So she's saying, and I told the story, hice uh, el cuento, or I made the story, technically in, in English, like we would literally translate it that way. But she's saying, e hice, instead of e hice. So, and I made, uh, instead of uh, instead of it being e hice, it's e hice. So in Spanish, when you're using the word and, which you know is just the letter Y, e, if the word that comes after it begins with the E sound, so in this case it's ICE, which is spelled H-I-C-E, uh, but the first syllable starts with E. So because of that, we can't say E ICE because it would all blend together. It would be like ICE, and it would sound like one word. So in Spanish, anytime you have that word right after it, it starts with the E sound, you have to change that Y to the letter E. So it becomes E ICE el cuento. Ese fue el cuento del día. That was the story of the day. Y la gente así, esa misma risita de ustedes medio tonta porque no entienden el cuento. So she says, okay, so that was the story of the day. And the people were like this, the same uh, laugh that you are, are giving, a little a little silly. So so basically, as she's telling the story, the audience in the where she's giving the interview, they kind of start to laugh a little bit. And she's like, yeah, the same recita, so the same little laugh that you guys are are giving me right now because they didn't understand the story. Le digo el cuento del azúcar y todos los días. Celia Cruz, el cuento del azúcar, Celia Cruz. So she's saying she told the story about, you know, azúcar and asking for sugar in the restaurant for her coffee. And she's saying every day people are saying, Celia Cruz, tell the story. All right. Hasta que un día ya me cansé. So she said, one day she just got tired, right, of telling the story. Dije hoy no hago más cuentos. So she said, today I'm not telling any more stories. <laughs> Los camerinos quedaban arriba. The dressing rooms were upstairs. Y entonces, ya cuando me anuncian bajo la escalera diciendo azúcar, empezaron. So then when they announced her, so she's waiting bajo la escalera, so under the stairway or, or down the stairs. Uh, she said they, they they were saying azúcar, and they started. So she says, gracias. Mira, la gente empezó a aplaudir así como ustedes. So she said, thank you. Look, the people there started to clap just like you all. So again, she's in a studio audience giving this interview. The audience starts clapping. She says, yep, that's the same thing that happened when I said azúcar for the show. Y hasta hoy, and until today, up until now, Esto fue, yo te diría, this is what I would say, a finalist, and okay, so now at this point, she's she's actually questioning when it was. So she says, hmm, a finales del 60s o principios del 70s, 
qué sé yo, cuándo fue. So she's saying, she's questioning like, hmm, was it in the late 60s or early 70s? She's like, uh, what do I know? What, when was it? And so Pedro, who's sitting next to her, her husband, she, he says, en el 64. So it was in 1964. And she goes, ah, Pedro tiene cacumen. So this is actually interesting. So cacumen is more of a colloquial term. Again, Celia is from Cuba and she is... Uh, saying basically Pedro's got a really good memory. Like Pedro is sharp. He's on top of things. So this tiene cacumen is a way of saying, yeah, look, Pedro's got a good memory. Look, he remembers the exact year. And then uh, the host goes, ah, entonces tiene que pasarle a nenita. So this is sort of a, I think you'd have to know a little bit about Celia Cruz. So looking into this, nenita is her cousin and she's known for being forgetful. <laughs> so the host is saying, oh, well, he's need to, he needs to give some of that Cacumen, uh, or that you know, sharp memory of his to Nenita, who is la prima de Celia Cruz, or her cousin. So then Celia says, Tengo que empezar a pasar a Nenita. Bueno, so he, she's kind of agreeing with him. He said, Tu oíste. So she's kind of saying to Pedro, Ah, do you hear what he said? So she goes, Bueno, and she continues the story. Well, el asunto es que ya no he pedido sacar. So she's like, Well, look, the thing is, I haven't been able to, to uh, take that out or to get rid of that. So she said, yo diría de mi repertorio. So I haven't really been able to, to take that out of my repertoire. It's something I have to keep saying. Esa palabra, azúcar. So then she says, ay, la gente me dice que la reconozca porque ya todo el mundo dice azúcar. So she says, okay, so people tell me that they recognize it because everybody says sugar. Todo el mundo dice azúcar. Pero, ¿qué voy a reconocer yo? So she says, but what am I going to recognize? Que es bueno que la gente diga azúcar. She said that it's good that people say sugar. Y ese es como mi grito de batalla. And that is like my battle cry. All right. So that was pretty much it um, for this particular clip. So again, she's telling the story about how it came to be that she's known for saying azúcar. She's in a Cuban restaurant in Miami and... Uh, the the waiter asked her, does she want sugar? And she's like, well, obviously I want sugar. <laughs> Cuban coffee is very strong. If you're not familiar, actually in, in, in many countries in Latin America, but you know, the American coffee where we get from Starbucks, we get this big cup. It's not very common. Um, the coffee that they have in Cuba is actually more like what we would call espresso. It's like a shot or two shots of espresso in a very small cup. So when someone asks, you know, do you want sugar? Uh, you know, and she's in Miami. She's kind of like, well, okay, you're Cuban to the waiter. You should know better. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that. Again, that's the origin story of Celia Cruz uh, and how she came to say azúcar. I think it's a great story to hear from her own mouth and also a great way to practice uh, listening to a more conversational um, Spanish from Celia Cruz instead of just listening to her songs. So again, check out the show notes page if you want to get the transcript. Learn Spanish con salsa.com slash 168. And I'll also be linking to some other episodes we have for some songs of Celia Cruz if you want to listen to more of her music, if she's a new artist for you, um, or if you just love Celia Cruz in general. We also did an episode before where we talked about some Cuban words that were used in the telenovela Celia that came out some years ago now. Uh, so we'll also link that up in the show notes page. So learn Spanish con slash 168. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I hope something you heard today has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.